Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Remember, you can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows you hear on this radio station, wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, the radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com. And now that you probably have a little more free time and you happen to be on the internet, follow me on Twitter. I'll make it worth your while. At Dan Day Radio. On the way, since you're probably not getting up as early as you used to, I don't know why, but maybe you're just not getting up as early and catching Joe Rose in the mornings. No problem. I have an excellent interview he did with former Alabama defensive men, and looks like he is going to be a very high draft pick in the coming NFL draft. Maybe end up with the Dolphins. We'll see. Terrell Lewis, Dan Levitar tackles some day drinking, then Hawk and Crowder. You can't touch this. Right now, though, you can touch these headlines. Fox Bet has the Canes football team as odds-on favorites to win the ACC Coastal in 2020. And overall, the U has the 12th best odds to win the national championship. As of now, the NCAA has not altered its schedule for next year. The NCAA will allow an extra year of eligibility to spring athletes after the coronavirus outbreak terminated this year's spring seasons. The Panthers have signed John Ludwig to a three-year entry-level deal. The defenseman was a third-round pick last year by Florida. Steph Curry, Mark Cuban, Simone Biles, and Michael Phelps are just some of the over 115 athletes who are donating towards a raffle benefiting COVID-19 relief. To donate, head to athletesrelief.org. Following a short appearance in an episode of Netflix Tiger King, Shaquille O'Neal has admitted to visiting Joe Exotic's compound in Oklahoma several times, but stopped visiting the Tigers when the exotic guy by the name of Joe Exotic was implicated in illegal activities. O'Neal says he loves big cats, but does not own one. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. An Australian astrophysicist was recently hospitalized after getting magnets stuck in his nose in an attempt to make a necklace that would help prevent people from touching their face during the coronavirus pandemic. Magnets stuck in the nose. I can think of at least one place worse to have them stuck. Bush Beer is teamed with a Minnesota dog rescue offering anyone who adopts a pet dog during the coronavirus outbreak from the shelter... Well, they'll get a free beer, or at least some free beers, for three months. Man, if I didn't have such a bad commitment problem, I would definitely adopt one of those dogs. A martial artist in India recently crushed 256 walnuts in one minute, breaking a world record. That's nuts. 
The Naked Challenge has taken the app TikTok by storm. The new sensation finds significant others surprising themselves around the house in their birthday suits as they do other activities in their daily lives. This is the best news I've heard since the coronavirus outbreak. A Seattle man, in an attempt to teach his dog to drive, led area police on a high-speed chase and is now in prison. That dog has a lead foot. Now on the weather. Today's forecast calls for partly cloudy skies with temperatures in the mid-80s. Getting up in the morning. Not like it used to be. Maybe you're not even getting up in the morning. You're just getting up whenever you get up. Morning, afternoon, night. (laughs) Anyway, you can always enjoy the Joe Rose Show, especially when he has great guests like Alabama defensive men, who's going to be very soon a high draft pick in the pros, Terrell Lewis. They're talking about how's he staying in shape, contacting the NFL, the film don't lie. Also, has he talked with the Dolphins, playing for Nick Saban, and his thoughts on Joe Burrow. On the line right now, projected first-round pick, Terrell Lewis, edge rusher from the University of Alabama. We got to talk to him a little bit at Radio Rojo back during Had the Had a great Super talk Bowl with well. him. Right, oh, right. we got to talk to Terrell, man. It was great. <laughs> How you doing, Terrell? I'm good. I can't complain. Thank you all for having me. It's great having you, especially during these crazy times with the coronavirus. And I, I wonder, as one of the top prospects in this draft, how are you staying in shape? What kind of things are you doing? I'm curious. Um, well, I'm still kind of practicing social distancing, but at the same time, still in the area that I'm in right now, back at home in Maryland, they let you kind of still get out a little bit. So just being in the gym and working out, but not going to a public gym or nothing like that, just kind of being around a private gym where I get to get my work in with me and my trainer or my physical therapist, where we kind of, you know what I'm saying, we still work out, get our work in and stay in shape. And it's just a limited amount of people that's in the area. So no more than probably like, four to five people that's usually in there at the same time. So it's still getting my work in, but at the same time practicing social distancing and making sure we kind of handle things accordingly. Did Alabama end up having their pro day for all you guys or no? <clears throat> no, nah, they actually, it, it, it started off getting postponed to a later date right. and then it ended up kind of getting canceled and throughout the whole thing. So that was a little different. So has it been mostly with the NFL? Cause you know, they've all been shut down. Is it video calls? Is it, Zoom chat, FaceTime, uh, how are teams getting a hold of you? Yeah, all of that stuff, kind of FaceTiming. I've done a lot of calls where it's just FaceTime and talking to a team, talking to a coach, whether they're trying to get a feel for me and, and kind of see my expression on my face and, 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 and get a feel for me through FaceTime or whether it be even just trying to talk to me, talk ball with me and draw something up on their side of the phone and then they want me to draw something up on my side of the phone. So it's definitely different. I mean, we're obviously living in unprecedented times right now because like you just said, you can't meet with teams face-to-face, you can't go to complexes, you can't go and do any of that kind of stuff. But I guess for certain guys, maybe even like yourself, this could be actually a good thing because, hey, you know who I am, I've talked to you on the phone, but go look at my tape. And tape says yeah. everything. And if you got really good tape, this could help anyone in the draft, right? Yeah, it definitely does. I think it makes people have to rely solely on just, you know what I'm saying, the, the footage that you put on film. So it definitely helps me. And I think just because of the fact that you can look at my overall film from any time I've played on the field and you know that I'm 
playing in the best conference in the country and you see how I play in big games and things like that. So I definitely think it, it, in a sense, can still be beneficial to some people depending on how they play this season and then it also can be kind of a negative in some people just because they want to display so much at their pro day and they kind of a lot of a lot of guys were banking on things like that so it, it has its pros and cons but for me I think it, it definitely is more of a, a beneficial kind of outlook than I think it would be kind of detrimental so it's funny they call you outside linebacker I know Zach just uh it's called you an edge rusher. How do you look at yourself right now at 6'5 and 260 pounds? And you know there is a shortage of, of dudes that can get after the quarterback. How, how do you look at yourself and the best way to use you? To me, I've always looked at myself, even going into Alabama, I look at myself as kind of a utility guy. Whatever you kind of need me to do, I can get done. So I definitely pride myself on my pass rushing. I think that's my best ability. But at the same time, I know I'm capable of doing other things that a team may need and being able to do other things kind of makes my job easier when I do rush the passer because a lot of times it puts me in a different situation where teams can't just think, oh, he's going to be rushing the passer. Oh, he's just a pass rusher. He he can stop the run. He can drop the space. He can kind of disguise himself and be you know, kind of used in different ways, whether it's blitzing in, in the A gap or lining up on a on a note, lining up at nose, lining up at a three tech, lining up in a middle linebacker spot. So I kind of pride myself on being able to do all those things. But nonetheless, I think I'm best suited as a pass rusher going forward with the ability to be able to drop a space and do all those other things. You know, when you start saying all that stuff, man, you, you sounded like a Coach Flores guy for the Miami Dolphins. You started talking about all those things you could do, man. Have, uh, have you talked to the Dolphins a little bit uh, during this time? I'm guessing you talked to most of the teams. Have you talked to them? Yeah, we talked a little bit, but not too much. I know, I know kind of certain teams, they wait a little longer. Like, I know a lot of teams talking to them at the Combine or even at Senior Bowl, they were kind of big on, like, well, we're saying right now, we know everything we need to know about you, but we definitely going to stay in contact and things like that. So a lot of teams kind of been talking to me sporadically, whether it be like, oh, okay, let's talk ball, just kind of see you know, saying what you know, touch your mental and things like that. A lot of teams that kind of I knew from Senior Bowl and, and even the Combine, it's like they, you know what I'm saying, they've been talking to me and then it's like, okay, well, I ain't talked to you in a while and then they'll pop back up real unexpected. So it's kind of been funny. It's been different. Just even going through the process the way it is right now, it's kind of been different than what I expected. Terrell, I know you played for Nick Saban. How much you think uh, playing for Nick Saban, playing in that defense for a couple of years, how much you think that'll help you going into the pros or get ready for the pros? I think it, it, it definitely makes you as ready as anybody can try to transition from um, the college level to the NFL level. Just even talking to past guys that came out, knowing that you saying you you play in a system that's very complex for a college program, and you gotta be able to adapt to certain check and things of that nature. So a lot of times when I talk to older teammates, they tell me like, "Nah, the NFL is much simpler. You don't have to think as much. You can just play and play faster. You don't you know saying even being as an edge rusher, a D lineman." They tell me that you don't have as much of a, basically, you're not locked in a box as much as you are Alabama where you kind of restricted to just doing one job and doing things a certain way just to kind of fit the systems. But at the same time, it helps you so much just knowing basically the terminology and things like that that kind of NFL teams use different words, learning coverages, learning situations and stuff like that. A part of the game where I think Alabama has taught me so much going into 
the NFL where other schools and other programs that I considered, they weren't really focused on that much of, you know what I'm saying, that part of the game. They were more so just focused on, okay, developing you as a player on the field and, you know what I'm saying, your ability to be able to get to that level and play in the NFL, but not really the mental side of it where I think is the biggest curve when you go to the NFL. Just playing, and then also just playing at a program like Alabama where you go against top-tier talent, that definitely helps too. So I think Alabama definitely prepared for preparing me for you know, in this transition. Well, there was one game, speaking of top, uh, top games, that Alabama-LSU game was just <laughs> really fun to watch. I got to ask you a question. What do you think of Joe Burrow now that you got to see that show up close? What was he? What you thought he would be better? What did you think of Joe overall? I think he's definitely a great competitor. He's definitely a guy that you you got to bring your A game when you play against him. I think we let them off the hook a little bit, but at the same time, they definitely played a good game. They were the better team that day. So going against Joe and them, it was definitely a competitive matchup. That I like. And I think guys like me and some of my teammates, we thrive off that kind of those type of games. Yeah. You know, you got to bring it, be your best. And the environment, the atmosphere, it, it brings the best out of you. So playing games like that and going against you know, saying, a team where you know they got good amount of talent just like you do, you love those type of games. It was definitely fun just going against him, seeing you know, saying he, he's a little chirpy, but at the same time, he's a, he's a cool <laughs> dude. So. You know, it's funny. Everybody says that. Like, he'll talk now and he's a little cocky on the field. Did you feel that a little bit from Joe Burrow? I think he picks his battle because uh, even it was a couple of plays where I'm saying I may I think he was, it was one play I remember vividly where he uh, he ran a read zone and he was trying to read me to see if he, if he could keep the ball if he should give it to his running back and I kind of made a real athletic play and still ended up making the tackle on the running back and he was kind of like ooh that's a good ass play but at the same time <laughs> but at the same time he may he may you know saying with our one of our younger guys he may like try to talk a little trash after he gets up like yeah you know what I'm saying he gets hit he kind of like embraces it and talks a little trash so I think he picks his battles the funny thing is is that Joe that game that LSU Alabama game I don't think you need much more tape than that that could be about 20 guys in the first three rounds of the draft yeah no that's that game by itself right that'd be a hell of a draft for somebody right there right right. smokes Trell I gotta ask you a question about about Nick himself I know that you know obviously he recruited you but I heard there was a little funny story about after the recruitment of you and you trying to go to another uh, SEC team and Nick kind of uh, got in the way a little bit tell a little bit about that story one of the times when I was kind of finalizing my decision as to what school I was going to go to, I was taking my last few official visits, and one of them was the Ole Miss. So kind of talking to Coach Taj Lupoy at the time who was recruiting me and Coach Saban, they kind of knew that my Ole Miss official visit was coming up, and they ended up right before I was kind of going to the airport, kind of met me earlier prior to the flight and met me at the airport that I was flying out of. So that was a little different. It kind of felt like they were trying to intercept <laughs> Yeah, they tried to intercept me and uh, leave their impression on me before I go to Ole Miss. So it was different just sitting in public with Coach Saban and people walking by while we eating in the airport and saying War Eagle and just seeing the reception kind of gets in public. It was definitely different as a high school kid. That's what happens when you're a five-star, one of the many, man, going there. That, <laughs> hey, that that's life over there. Hey, uh, real, real quickly, too, while you're talking about that, I always wonder with Nick Saban because he seems to be very well-respected by the NFL. I, I hear the way the Dolphin front office talks about him and stuff. Is that something you always have to be like, all right, I know coaches, 
you know, they're going to go to coach and ask about me. Is that something you think about? Or you're like, hey, coach, don't, hey, man, I played hard for you when I was healthy, man. Don't be, you know, <laughs> you feel pretty good that he's got your back uh, when talking to teams? Uh, yeah, I definitely think, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, Coach Simmons is going to have your best interest and, and have your back as a coach. Just even because knowing knowing him and knowing how Coach Saban operates, he knows it's beneficial for him to, you know what I'm saying, put his best foot forward on, you know what I'm saying, why his players should go as high because it helps his program too. So, But at the same time, he's going to be honest. He knows that he has a big reputation for, you know what I'm saying, putting out top prospects. So he has to be honest with teams and things like that. But nonetheless, I think he's going to try his best to, sell his player as, as best as he can. I don't think he's going to try to ever knock right. a player because he knows that, you know what I'm saying, him putting out top-tier talent helps him in recruiting and things like that. But he's going to be honest about a guy and tell you, okay, he had that certain level of work ethic. He has that certain level of perseverance, being able to fight through injuries and things like that. So I, I know, you know what I'm saying, even with, with my career with Saban, we've always had a strong relationship and, and always kind of, he you could tell that he always kind of liked me, even from the jump from my freshman year. So it, I think certain people kind of, they know that saving, you know what I'm saying, the reputation he has, but he did. I don't think he tries to abuse it. Well, you brought up a great point, and uh, we, we've talked about this before. We call him the helicopter man down here because he always lands his helicopter at the schools when he can. But helicopter man, he, he's smart enough to know. You said helicopter he, man. <laughs> let me just tell you, helicopter man knows that he needs, like, he badmouths one of you guys, and that, that spreads. That kind of hurt things. And he finds out, you know, and it's it's you're right. It's to his benefit to have all you guys go high, play well. That's that's the best recruiting tool he has, man. There's no question about it. Terrell, man, I feel like you're part of our show. You join right. uh, join us all the time, man. It's great having you. You've been great with us. Really enjoyed talking to you on and off the air, man. At the at the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, good luck too, with man. everything, man. Well, maybe we'll get a chance to talk to you uh, some more down the road, man. So so thank you and never change, there, brother. We appreciate it. No, thank you, guys. Appreciate you. The Joe Rose Show will not rest. They will be getting up early, broadcasting from South Florida, getting you all your sports and news information that you need. We're here with you every step of the way. That's weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Up next, 6 to 10 a.m. Sounds like a good time to start drinking. At least according to the Dan Lebitard Show, this is the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and I will make a comment and an admission to you. Ever since this COVID-19 outbreak, I've been doing some more drinking, and I've been starting earlier than usual. But not so much because I'm bored, but because my schedule's been kind of shifted around trying to help out, fill out. So sometimes that beer gets opened a little earlier than usual, and sometimes I have a little extra beer because I have a little more time than usual. But yeah, day drinking will get you, and nobody walks you through it better than Dan Levitard and the guys right here. Are you drinking more right now? The big smile just came over the face of uh, of Greg Cody. But the reason that I asked the question is because yesterday, I was so happy to get to the weekend, Stugatz, because everything is so scary and different and weird. And, you know, does it feel like the entire country is collapsing right before our eyes? Uh-huh. So I was so eager to get to the weekend that I got into the tequila at 3 o'clock on Friday. Oh, 
Man. That's right. <laughs> Three o'clock on Friday. Yeah. And by Sunday, I was disgusted with myself because it's been a couple straight days of the drinking. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. This can't be what it is where I don't have anything else to do other than watch Tiger King and drink tequila. What time did you fall asleep? Day drinking is tough, man. You got to keep going or else you get a headache and then you fall asleep. When you started three o'clock on Friday, I think, what time did you fall asleep that night? Um, I didn't fall asleep until Sunday morning. What? <laughs> it was just Chris fell off the wagon Friday, too, didn't you, Chris? What happened? You were doing fine. You were happy with your discipline. And then next thing you know, you were your father's son. Yeah, at about 4 p.m. on Friday, I got into it. My wife hated me by about 9 p.m. I, I got into bed with the spins. That's the first time it's happened to me in like two in, in like years. And it was bad. I, I, I've, been, I've been pretty good during the week, but Friday was whoo. The spins? The spins? <laughs> I haven't had the spins since college when I'm no, learning how to drink. Because I, it's because I was on Zoom with my friends till like 1 a.m. And we were just, I was just drinking whiskey and yeah, spins. Oh, good God. God. You have lost your way. Tony, what do you have? The funny thing is, I started drinking around the same time, but I don't I don't get the spins anymore. I mean, you get the spins when you start mixing, you start doing weird stuff, but I feel like everybody has gotten to the point where the show's over. I guess I can have a beer with lunch, right? And then, like, another couple beers after. And then all of a sudden, it's been, like, eight no, beers deep, and it's, like, yeah. 450. And I'm like, oh, all right, I got Yeah, it. this is what I'm telling you. The afternoon drink sounds really good for a day or two. But then you've reached a depressing zone. Uh, let's go to our expert on these matters, Greg Cody of the Miami Herald. Uh, we have found your wheelhouse. Uh, have you been drinking more than usual now that you have more time at home? I'm holding to my um, my personal law of not uh, drinking a beer until 5 p.m., which usually means around 5.02. But um, I find I'm drinking more of everything throughout the day. I mean, partly out of boredom. I'm drinking more coffee in the morning. I'm drinking more water than I ever have, probably drinking more beer, and, and I'm going to the bathroom 45 times a day. I mean, am I drinking more? Yes, of everything. <laughs> that is classic Dan Levitard and also makes me not want to drink. But, of course, in an hour or so from now, I'll probably be like, ah, I need to crack open a beer, maybe read some books, watch some Tiger King. I'm also now on Ozark. Ozark's the big one. Trail, trailer Park Boys. I figured kind of balance them out. Watch a little bit of Ozark, get that seriousness and watch a little bit of Trailer Park Boys and get some foolishness. So that's kind of my up and down viewing, reading, Hunter S. Thompson, Charles Bukowski, some of my classics. Up next, it's always a classic with Hawk and Crowder, especially when you hear the music of You Can't Touch This in the background. This is the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. I'll help you pass maybe some extra downtime that you may be having these days. Of course, Hawk and Crowder, they're not down. They are out there in the world making it happen. Oh, yeah. Weekdays, 3 to 6, right here on 560. The Joe, they're fun. They give you the sports information that help get you through it. So, what are they into? Well, they're into You Can't Touch This, Mount Rushmore's of You Can't Touch This, and MC Hammer, WrestleMania, Die Hard, and some headlines. Crank up the song there for a sec, Solana. This is uh, MC Hammer's birthday today. MC Hammer turns 58 today. And I, uh, I released my Mount Rushmore on Twitter of MC Hammer songs. Are you ready? What you got? I got You Can't Touch This, of course. Mm-hmm. Too Legit to Quit. Oh, guaranteed. Of course. Turn This Mother Out. Yes. Yeah, one of his original bangers. And Pray. 
You remember that one? I, you got to pray just to yes. make it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, your number four is always questionable. I think that was his second biggest hit, though, in all honesty. Really? I, 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 well, no, no, no. I take that back. Too Legit to Quit was his second biggest hit. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, uh, I, I was going to say that the Prey thing might not resonate to a lot of people. No, but I think the Prey thing, I think that was his only, like, You Can't Touch This was a number one song. I think... Prey was a number two song. I think it sampled Prince. That obviously helped. Um, oh, anyway, MC Hammer's 58th birthday today. We'll sprinkle in some MC Hammer songs throughout the program. I guess I just know a lot of guys that should not listen to Prey. So I, I guess that's why I'm leaning. Well, I think MC Hammer might be one of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can't come out with you can't come out with pumps and a bump and then uh, and then tell everybody to pray. <laughs> he changed his life. He found God. <laughs> Usually Monday shows are very easy. You're reacting to everything that happened over the weekend in the sports world. Uh, but nothing happened, really, except sports, uh, except horse racing, which I was glued to all weekend long. They ran the Florida Derby at Gulfstream. Now, do you know what this week is, though? This is a big week for live sports. Now it still is? Yes, this is a big week. Come on, man. What you got? WrestleMania is this weekend in Tampa. <laughs> and they're going to still pump the crowd up with no crowd? Are they doing right. that still? So no crowd, but they are having the WrestleMania card, and I think it's over uh, two days, and uh, there will certainly be gambling available on it. I imagine, I you know, I, I was thinking about it this morning, because I was going to say, I imagine it'll be record ratings, right? Television ratings I'm talking about, obviously, oh, yeah. because you have to get it on pay-per-view, and I think a lot of people doing anything aren't watching anything there is nothing to watch or do so when you get something for a two-night event it's why I think the NFL draft is going to be record-breaking TV then I started thinking about it I'm not a wrestling fan anymore like I don't I don't know any of the current wrestlers and so I started because I was thinking oh this weekend I'm definitely gonna buy uh the WWE pay-per-view and watch Wrestlemania and that'll be a fun thing for the family but then I thought you know, I'm not a wrestling fan, and there's going to be no crowd. And one of the things I enjoy about live sports or sports entertainment, whatever you want to call wrestling, uh, is crowd reaction. It, it pumps you up. It gets you into it. And so then I started thinking, well, if there's no crowd there, like, is my am, am I going to have any interest in it whatsoever? Like, would you watch it? No. I, my son got into it, though. I won't watch it. I, I haven't watched wrestling in probably 20 years. But my son got into it, so like you're saying, with nothing else to do, no other sports on, I'm sure he's going to ask about it. What about you, Solana? Are you a wrestling fan at all? I'm not a huge wrestling fan, but I'm mildly interested, and during these times, that makes me extremely interested. So yeah, I'll probably be tuning in. That's a, but that's the thing. Like yeah. I, I thought I was mildly interested, but then I started thinking about, like, do I want to spend $70 on watching? Like, there will be no crowd reaction whatsoever. So you're going to have Gronk hosting this thing with all his histrionics. and Like, I, I, I think I talked myself out of it. I actually, text it in. I'm curious what people are thinking. 67974 are you going to be uh, buying the WrestleMania pay-per-view this weekend? And are you typically a wrestling fan? Because I do uh, I do think that there will be interest, but then when you get down to it, I'm not really certain I would fork over the 70 bucks to, uh, to do that. You know what? Now that as we're talking about it, I'm thinking I would watch to see 
because when I stopped watching um, uh, wrestling was like when Goldberg retired. And I'm talking about, bro, that was 20 years ago. If he was on the ground, the whole crowd would chant, Goldberg. Right, that's what I'm and saying. They, and they start slapping the ground because the crowd is giving them their energy. And then they get up and, you know, do some amazing move. Are they going to act like they're getting pumped up? Like, I, I would watch just to see the adjustment without a crowd. Uh, people are texting in. Somebody is saying it's WWE Network News get a free month it's only 9.99 a month so it's not 70 dollars. so i don't have the info a bunch of people saying wrestlemania is free i don't think it's free but i guess if you sign up for wwe network but if it's free i'll watch so i i, I guess i'll have sure. to get more info and then somebody says it's not in tampa they moved it to their performance center in orlando i think that's correct i think the performance center is in orlando well anyway i have a whole week to get uh get my facts straight in wrestlemania <laughs> i'm trying to knock down segments here folks <laughs> I need some parenting advice about this wrestling. Do I, my son's eight. Do I explain to him that this isn't real? Cause he was asking me questions the other day, but he was on, on um, YouTube watching some wrestling rage in the cage or something. I don't know where he finds this crap on YouTube, but he's watching. He's like, daddy, come here. Oh, daddy, the guy's not down daddy. And he keeps calling me over. And at one point I wanted to tell him like, Chan, this isn't real, bro. And this happened three years ago. Do I do? Do you let an eight-year-old know that it's scripted? No, I think uh, I think you let them think it's real. And I think a lot of what he's watching is real. the The outcome is predetermined, but a lot of the moves that he's watching, like it's not it's not CGI. Like like they're actually doing things. Oh, because he he gets caught up and he can't take his eyes off of it. He walks around with the iPad pacing. I'm like this this kid's into this stuff. I, it gives me <laughs> well, hey, it gives me an hour off, so I'm good to go with that hour off. I was off, gonna but. say. You just don't want him to turn into the Vic Bermudez by the time the whole thing is over. <laughs> He's headed that way, minus the steroids. Anyway, we, you, just, you hope. <laughs> you, uh, I watched Die Hard this weekend with my son because he had never seen it. 15, Die Hard to me, maybe top, it's like top 20 movie of all time maybe, uh, but oh, top yeah. 10 action movie, right, of all time? Yes, and holds up if you, if you say it doesn't holds hold up. Holds up. Oh my goodness, I, punch, yeah. I will punch you in the face if you uh, badmouth Die Hard. It was released, I think, in 1990. But here's the shocking thing. After we had watched it, we watched it, I think, Saturday night. And then uh, Sunday morning, we were talking about the movie. So what was it? Blah, blah, blah. And, and then... I found out my wife had never seen it. That was her first time seeing it that night, but I just assumed she had seen it because I assume any person had seen <laughs> Die Hard. So, but they both liked it. So today, at some point during the show, uh, normally on Mondays we're at Twin Peaks in Davie, right? That's our. Uh, we look forward to that like no like no other uh, broadcast day, and uh, because obviously of the uh, social distancing and the isolation requirements. Uh, we're not at Twin Peaks, haven't been for a couple of weeks, but at some point during today's show, Twin Peaks in Davy is going to deliver Channing Crowder some food, and uh, we will bring on someone from Twin Peaks and tell them how much we miss doing the shows there. And so, uh, again, we will uh, we will continue to bring you some of the best in local South Florida radio that we absolutely can. And in that line of thinking, here is the best that we can offer right now, Alejandro Solana with your headlines. <laughs> I like that introduction, Ha. Keep it coming. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't mean it as a punchline, although Crowder laughed. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you, <laughs> you knew what you were doing. <laughs> Tokyo Olympics opening ceremony has finally been rescheduled for July 23rd, 2021. Yep. As you know, uh, last summer, my family, we took a trip to Tokyo and, uh, and Kyoto. I, uh, I had such a great time in that country. Very glad. I think what I, I think there is a benefit to having actual dates that you can look forward to, like just not having things up in the air. Well, we will reschedule it. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad that there's an actual date for the beginning of the Olympics. Bucks general manager Jason Licht, he was on Get Up, and he said Tom Brady actually pitched himself to the Tampa Bay Brass. Really? No. Yes. That, this was an interesting story. I read this one. I didn't even see that. So he had no interest from them? They called, or they were on a, a call with Tom Brady, and they did have interest, of course, but he was explaining how um, Tom Brady kind of pitched himself and was explaining how he would be a good fit for them, and the very next time they spoke on a phone call, it was essentially to sign him. Huh. Does that surprise you, Crowder? Yes, it does. I'm not going to lie. I thought I, I was thinking the whole time and Jeff Darlington was telling us all that we didn't believe him. I was thinking the whole time he was going back to New England to now hear that he was out personally pitching himself. He has That's an crazy. agent. He has a team. He is calling as Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, is calling teams trying to get a job. When I read that story this morning, it did. My jaw dropped. I said, somebody got to be lying. But it was the actual GM on ESPN talking about it, and I watched it. I said, damn, that's crazy. Wow, that is nuts. I did not see that story. All right, what else do you got, Solana? ESPN, they released their way-too-early power rankings for the upcoming season. The uh, uh, defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, of course, number one. You guys want to guess where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with newly acquired Tom Brady are? Uh, I'll say eight. Wrong. Uh, five. <laughs> quick on the wrong oh <laughs> uh, no that was wrong crowder 10 the tampa bay buccaneers are 10 the miami dolphins 25 yeah i think people are sleeping on the dolphins i'm sorry i don't know if i'm drinking the kool-aid or if i'm just uh if i'm loopy from all the uh the isolation but man i like today later in today's show i've got some of the over-unders from vegas on season wins I'm not getting the, I guess, distrust of what the Dolphins showed by the end of last season. Like, there is there is no faith in that this organization has gotten better or will get better after the draft. So, be interesting. And, uh, yeah. and they won five games with, right. high school, with high school players. Now they're right. actually putting a team together. I'm with you. And they're trying. Not that they weren't trying, but you know what I'm saying. Like, this yes. is a... This is a season where they really can prove themselves. They were trying on Sundays, but they weren't trying in the offseason to put mm-hmm. a team on the field. So now they're really trying to put a team on the field, beating the Patriots, getting five wins. I'm with you, Hall. We talked about this a little bit. We we're talking about gambling. I think everyone's sleeping on the Dolphins, and I think we should put a little something on these overs because I do not believe they're going to have a be a 5-6 win team. They were a 5 win team with damn Nick Needham being their best defensive player. They're going to win. Yeah. They're going to win a lot more games than last year. I actually looked at it this morning if our site was taking those wagers yet and they're not I think a lot of sites might be waiting for after the draft but yeah if you can get that in now if you can get a Dolphins over bet now if you can get an AFC East title bet now I would jump at that um and, all right and there's so many questions about Tua I don't think he's gonna move the bar at all uh yeah probably not probably not yeah. I think Joe Burrow would move the bar for uh 
for a team. Like, I think it's probably figured into Cincinnati already, but if some other team ends up with him, I think that would move the bar. You uh, you have any other headlines there, Solana? Yeah, finally, guys, Britney Spears has clarified that she isn't actually faster than Usain Bolt. Uh, I didn't know that that was a uh, – people were confused. No, she's talking about sexually faster. No, no, um, just oh. running. Yeah, she clarified that she isn't faster than Usain Bolt. But I don't understand. Did that need clarifying? It did because she posted on her Instagram uh, just a few days ago that she runs um, 100 meters, and the time she posted was indeed faster than the record oh, holder, Usain you. Bolt. Right, I got you. But uh, she clarified <laughs> and she I said it was you. a mistake. I got you. Oh, okay. is, is this still a phrase saying someone that's promiscuous is fast? <laughs> no, not, not since my days. Really? I still say, well, that's, she's a little fast oh, little girl. Be careful, be careful of her. She's fast. Yeah, that's not a thing. Anymore? <laughs> no, that is not a thing. <laughs> That'll about do it for the best of the Joe Show. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I am Dan Day. Stay safe. Stay healthy. If you got to do some day drinking, hopefully you've already started. If you're going to start later on, awesome. If not, that's cool. Let's be cool. Save some beers. Have some cheers. Do your thing and just have fun. Remember, you can download this podcast or any of the show's podcasts on this radio station, wherever you get your podcast for free. You can also go to WQAM.com or download the Radio.com app. Take it on the go wherever you may go. I got to go, but I'll be back tomorrow night to hang with you on the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.